What's going on, fam? Welcome to the Adonime Podcast, where we watch anime with the redemptive eyes of a Christian believer. My name is Manny. And my name is Evas. And welcome to another reaction episode of the anime Oshi no Ko, as well known as My Star in English. So for this anime, we're going to share real quick the synopsis, and it goes like this. 16-year-old Ai Hoshino is a talented and beautiful idol who is adored by her fans. She is the personification of a pure young maiden, but all that glitters is not gold. Goro Amemiya is a countryside gynecologist and a big fan of Ai. So when the pregnant idol shows up at his hospital, he is beyond bewildered. Goro promises her a safety delivery. Little does he know an encounter with a mysterious figure would result in his untimely death, or so he thought. Opening his eyes in the lap of his beloved idol, Goro finds that he has been reborn as Aquamarine Hoshino, Ai's newborn son. With his world turned upside down, Goro soon learns that the world of showbiz is paved with thorns, where talent does not always beget success. Will he manage to protect Ai's smile that he loves so much with the help of an eccentric and unexpected ally? So, Sebas, can you go over with us the rating for the anime? Absolutely, Manny, and the rating for this anime is PG-13. Now, even on the synopsis over here, it says that this anime uh, talks a little bit about death. What would you say, Manny? Uh, would you say that this is a good rating for this anime? I think it is. I don't see anything too crazy. I mean, the murder was kind of um, bloody, but it wasn't like gory or anything. But it can be a little, you know, too much for younger kids or, you know, younger than teenagers. I think teenagers okay from what we've seen so far. So Exactly. And we haven't seen anything uh, sexual or crazy to a point that we have to say, oh, no, uh, I don't think this should be seen by uh, by teenagers or right. 13 years old. Because teenagers can, pero... Uh, well, not can. Should not, pero... Uh -huh, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, there is, a, there is that, that scene with the breastfeeding, but... You don't really see anything. I mean, yeah, and I think it's it speaks more about the uncomfortable situation how you will feel if you, as a grown up man, <laughs> become a child again. <laughs> yeah, that was very strange, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. I would say. Yeah. So far, because we've learned from before. That uh, when the second episode comes around, there's some funky stuff going on in the second episode. So don't take and our word for that. We have to be even more careful with that. <laughs> yes, we always have to be careful with the that spontaneous stuff. Don't judge a don't judge an anime or a show by its first episode. So, which is which is why we have reactions and flag videos, and you should check both of them. <laughs> yes, because the flag videos can turn out to be completely different than reaction videos. <laughs> yeah we've already had some of that but all right so let's get into it um let's get into this reaction episode sir sebas you want to tell us what you thought about oshinoko how to make you feel <laughs> what are your hopes and dreams for this anime what did you think your first impressions go okay so i'll start saying that a uh, this is a title that kind of catches my attention and that's because of the type of anime that this is. As I've said this before, I like animes that uh, have some mystery involved. So when the anime has a, some sort of a, some sort of mystery that you have to find out or some clue about something that you want to look up, that's something that catches my attention pretty quick. 
-hmm. And in this anime, I'll be honest, the first half was slow. But after the first half, dude, <laughs> I was really into it. <laughs> What's going to happen next? <laughs> yeah. And at the end, when I finished watching the first episode, I was like, wow, <laughs> I need to continue. <laughs> Where's the next one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's an anime that has a big potential to become a good anime so that I can follow it. However, there are a couple of things that I would like to discuss about this anime. And the first thing that I'd like to discuss is the topic about abortion. Which, in this sense, I loved it, how they treated it in the anime. Because they showed this 16-year-old girl that is pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she is about to give birth. And then what everybody tells her is, Hey, just don't complicate it. Abort them. Right. She's a, she's she's got her career. She has a whole life ahead of her. She's super young, and it doesn't look like the the man or the father is anywhere to be found. Very complicated situation. Exactly, and she doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> We don't know who is the father. <laughs> yeah. So when she comes to that point to the hospital. Even the doctor tells her, hey, just abort it. You don't have to have it. But then she replies and she says, no, I want to give this baby the opportunity to, to be born. Right. That was something that when I saw it, I was like, wow. You, you got <laughs> Ends all around. <laughs> you got you got the reward for the mother of the year <laughs> good job i good job <laughs> <laughs> i really really loved that she did not see her kids as an obstacle in her career we're not gonna we're not gonna say that it was not because yeah it was gonna be a difficulty i'm not gonna say an obstacle but it was gonna be a difficulty but I will say that it's most or it's more a difficulty because of how the kids were born. <laughs> no right. father to be found, nothing. Right. The whole, yeah, the, the current situation. But even though just the fact that she decided to stand up and say, hey, no, these babies have a reason to be born. Uh, I have to raise them. Uh, I want them to be someone. I don't want to end their lives. Bro, that is something that it's precious and that nowadays is something that we have to fight about. Because sadly, yeah. and especially over here in America, that's a trending topic nowadays. Mm -hmm. And people start thinking or start saying, oh, it's my body, my choice. But that is not, that is not how it is. And sometimes when we watch Because every case and every scenario is completely different. But there are cases in which it does seem like a, my body, my choice, and sometimes not. For example, I was watching a, a show this week. And in this case, the mother had a tumor. And the tumor was close uh, to the baby that uh, wasn't born yet. So they bring the doctors and they tell uh, and they tell them, "Hey, uh, we need your consent to make the operation." We, uh, the father and the mother agreed, at least on the on the room. But then after, the father comes over and says, "Hey, I don't want that operation to happen." When the doctors go to check if they can operate or not, because uh -huh, that's a really important matter. They said, well, a husband cannot stop an operation in the body of the woman, but a father can stop the operation on the body of his child. Okay. So when I see that kind of ethical matter, I agree with that in the sense that, oh, okay, you consider the baby a baby. But then when we see the other hand, there are some people that say, oh, no, that's still not a baby. So for that reason, we can operate, we can do whatever we want, and we can kill the life that is inside there. 
that's how sometimes I feel that the medical ethic is a double-edged sword because sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. Now, as a believer, what do I believe about the abortion? Is, is it something that is correct? Is it something that is wrong? Why do I believe it's right? Or why do I believe that it's wrong? And if you guys ask me, I will say that abortion in all ways is wrong because you are taking away the life of the baby. Now, the debate usually runs within the following argument. When does the life of the baby starts? Is it when his heart is formed or is it before? Because the heart, even though it's the first thing that it uh, that it's created, it installed uh, several weeks after the egg has been has been. You got me there, man. I'm no doctor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know these terms. I'm Have terrible. been fertilized, I guess. <laughs> okay. I I think I'm sorry, man. I can't help you there. <laughs> Dude. I'm not very good with, with scientific terms and whatnot. I'm sorry. But as believers, we don't believe that the life of the baby starts at the moment that the heart is formed. But on the other hand, we do believe that the life starts in the moment that the spermatozoid and the, the sperm and the egg becomes one. Because at that moment, that egg stops becoming an egg. At that moment, that starts to changing into human form. Right. And that's when a baby is born. I am pro-life. I do believe that that is a baby. And when I say I want this baby to grow and have a future, I said, yes, preach it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that over there is a baby. Even though it's a cartoon baby, it's a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's the principle of, of what, it's, what it's expressing. Mm -hmm. So I personally, when I saw that happening on this anime, I gave a shout out. I had to say, wow, that is something that it's worth watching, that is good, that it's that we have to applaud. It started off on a good foot, on the right foot for you. Excellent. <laughs> But then it, I, I hadn't seen the, the synopsis before I started watching the anime. So I was like, good job, good job. I was like, maybe the doctor has a chance to get uh, with the idol and that's uh, how the baby is going to finally have I, a, I didn't even consider a father. That <laughs> hey, he was the fan and uh, she wanted him to be there. I was like, oh, this is starting good. I guess, but I, I mean, I guess I, I saw him as too old. He's a doctor. He's not, there, he's not the same age as her. I didn't see him as too old. Bro, well. he's a doctor. I mean, 10 he's... years is nothing, according no, to many people. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't know how old he is, but I think he's older than 10 years. My, I don't think so, my friend. Doctors her. can be 25, 26. Look at your wife. <laughs> yes, but that's still 10 years gap. And she's 16. 10 years is 10 years, 16, my friend. But that's nothing. Bro. <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> That's a little well, sus. <laughs> that 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 was that was my hope at the beginning, and just after that, I realized something that wasn't that good. And it's the matter that the doctor is killed by a mysterious figure, and yet he reincarnates on the baby of the idol. Yeah. I was like, wow, I, <laughs> you I had said, to ruin it. I said, I should have seen this coming from the beginning. They were talking about how great would it be to be a child of, a, of, a, of an idol and this and that. And I was like, why are they talking about this? And then, oh, now it all makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, now I understand. It makes sense. But at the same time, wow, <laughs> I cannot believe they brought it to this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, as a baby, he 
still has his memories. So this is a whole reincarnation. Wild, which was I was like, wait, he still has his memories. Uh -huh. I was like, this has to be like a once, a once in a blue moon situation. Like this is not normal. Like there's no way that that's what happens with every supposed reincarnation. But I think that that's that's what they were that's what they were basically saying in the anime that this is some kind of crazy one moment situation that this is happening. Yeah, um, they made it seem like it's not something common that happened, but it happened specifically to the daughter and the son of this idol. Wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> right, and they still have their memories. And if I'm if I'm correct in the anime, they they question the fact that I still have my memory, so something is different, something is wrong. So I guess usually or according to the anime, like the whole reincarnation thing means that you do get reincarnated, but without memories. So you have no recollection of your past life, but. Yeah, or maybe it's just the the common sense that everybody that believes on reincarnation believes. Because yeah. the, the reincarnation is usually a theory that uh, says that it depends on, well, it actually depends on the religion, but uh, the most common is uh, the karma. They say that if you accumulate enough good karma, there is a point that you can be re re reincarnated into a higher being, which means staying human or eventually uh, getting to a point of meeting the gods. But if you don't accumulate good karma, you become less than a human. So in your next life, you can be a spider, mosquito, <laughs> a fish, something like that. Okay. Maybe that's the concept that they had of this anime of reincarnation. And that's why they were surprised that their memories were taken, weren't taken away. But when I saw that, I was like, mm -mm. I don't like it. It it smells fishy. Yeah. What because... what 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 made me? Sorry to cut you off. Um, what made me think that this is way over the top was the fact that when he dies, he's reborn as the baby. But that baby was about to be delivered. That baby was nine months. That baby's already been alive for nine months. <laughs> I so, mean, where the where did the consciousness of that baby go? Like you just replaced it. Like oh, it was empty, empty conscious, and then right when it's born, it's when you transfer your consciousness or your soul into that baby, and then I found that super wild, like really yes. weird. It was really weird. I'm not going to say otherwise. And at the same time, that is something that is not good. <laughs> yeah, no. It's not something that we can applaud. It's not something that we should consider. And they, actually this weekend, somebody came over to me and said, oh, do you believe in reincarnation? Somebody told, somebody asked you that? Yeah. Where? And I straight up said, <laughs> New York? No. <laughs> yes, in New York. <laughs> New somebody York. Wrote... Somebody random, like, hey, you believe in reincarnation? No, the thing is that I was over there with my family, and they, one of the members of my family asked me out that because they know that I know a lot about the Bible. So okay. they asked me if that was something that I do believe in. Okay. I explained it that, that no. yes, you do. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> but I explained that no. That's not what we believe. According to the Bible, as soon as you die, you go to one of the two places after life, either hell or heaven. There is nowhere else that you can go. There is no purgatory. There is no reincarnation. There is nothing else. That's why this life matters so much, because this is the only one we have. This is the only chance we have. And that's why we have to make the best out of it. And what do I mean by the best out of it? We should give our lives to the Lord as soon as we can. We should serve the Lord with passion. 
We should serve in our local church. We should work towards helping, guiding others, towards teaching, towards discipleship. That is what we have to do. We have to live on the razor's edge. We cannot be completely outside of this world, but we can be over here and we can, at the same time, interact with the world in a sense that we affect them without letting them affect us. We are supposed to use our lives to save others, to call other people to the gospel, to teach them about Christ. That is the most important thing. And that's why this life, it's our only one. And it's so important that we use it to the fullest for the glory of God. Amen. When a reincarnation comes, that's not biblical. That's, that is not correct. That is a lie. And when I saw that, I was like, ah, it started good. <laughs> I know they, yeah. they placed this big thing over here. But I was like, ah, whatever. Uh, let's, let's continue to see yeah. if something else come up. Yeah, we can enjoy it to the... We, we can enjoy it to the extent that it's a fantasy and you know it it's it makes it it makes the story interesting as to the you know seeing the point of view a mature point of view from a baby which is kind of interesting um mm -hmm. and you know that's been popular since the regrets so <laughs> so it works <laughs> but um but yeah taking in a light sense where we don't believe in those in, in those beliefs of reincarnation, but we can at least see what the story is trying to tell with the fact that in this story, they got reincarnated with their the memories from their previous lives still intact. So Exactly. And the, the last point that I'd like to share is that after all this happened, we get to learn a little bit about the character of Ai, Ai Hoshino, the mother of the two babies. And we discover that being an idol is not as good as everybody thinks. Everybody is like, yeah. oh, they should be making good money. And when you look at her paycheck, you are like, are you going to feed three people with that little money? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I and I love how they, they even touch on like the difference of they weren't really deep, like with a lot of details with like the, the industry, the entertainment industry, like, you know, the three types of actors, there's the, the, the star, there's the production, like the, the one mo mostly involved with the production and stuff like that. And then there's like the, the very talented one who's, I don't remember the three, but, <laughs> but the point is like how they really pictured how difficult it is and like that 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 industry that job to to work in that field i felt like it was re re pretty realistic like like you know i i see or i hear I, i've heard a couple podcasts about actors and actresses and their experiences with the industry like entertainment and that and this and that and it i feel like it was pretty on point with what the anime was was showing because it's 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 not easy you think you think you're going to be a star from the beginning and you think finding a job is going to be easy and you know this and that and you just focus on the dream and you don't really see yourself in as how the journey is going to be towards getting that dream and it's mm -hmm. difficult and it's very complicated and as in the, in the entertainment industry you put yourself on the line you put your privacy on the line you put a lot of things on 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 the line. If, what if you have kids while you're while you're trying to be in this industry? Like it's it's very complicated. Your whole life becomes very complicated. Um, so I really appreciated the fact that they 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 made it very deep, very detailed, um, and very real. That I, I felt like wow, like I felt like I was like it was an actual event happening, like with this whole with her life and how she's you know adapting to to what she wants to do so mm -hmm. and i completely agree with you ah, i would even 
say that when I saw that the productor came to Aqua and he tells him, hey, I want you to be a to be an actor in one of the movies that I'm going to make. Aqua finally accepts and uh, it's funny because Aqua acts an, uh, as an as an adult because he is in the deep inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you see a little kid acting as an adult and that's creepy and that's why they put him on a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I was going through that and I was seeing the other little girl, uh, I don't remember her name. I think it was Kana or something like that. Are you talking about the sister or are you talking about... No, no, no. The other acting girl, the red hair one. Kana was her name. She was Kana, right? Kana Arima. Kana Arima. When I saw Kana Arima over there, I felt bad for her. I, f I truly, truly, truly felt bad for her. Yeah, at the beginning, she was a spoiled kid. But at the same time, I was thinking, wow, that's what this kind of life, the entertainment life, could bring into one of our kids. Mm -hmm. I believe that the entertainment, the media, it's a terrible place for you to put your kid especially if he doesn't have the tools to fight against the many temptations that are going to come to him. I remember there is a pastor, Pastor Otto Sanchez. And when he was speaking to us, uh, future preachers, he told us that there are three things that we have to be careful about. He said these three things in Spanish as the three F's. Faldas, fama, y fortuna, which means skirts, fame, and fortune. What do we mean by that? Skirts mean be careful with women. If you are a man, be careful with women. Because a woman can easily leave your heart astray. Right. Like Samson, for example. Like who? Samson. The, oh, Samson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Samsung, And I was like, what does the TV have to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. And then, the skirts, fame. We have to be really careful with fame. Because mm -hmm. our hearts can easily forget about God. Can easily forget that we don't deserve anything. That the only thing that we put in our salvation is sin. And for that reason is that Jesus was needed for him to come over here and save us. We get a high image of who we are. And we forget of the highest image, which is God. So that's why fame is also something that we have to be really careful about. And then the, la the last one was fortune. We have to be careful with fortune because money gives you power. And when you have power, when you have money, you feel like you can do whatever you want. And that is also something that it's turning into a sinful thing. And we can see that uh, on different uh, kid actors that eventually grow up and you see them having these crazy lives and living, living the dream, I guess. Yeah. But that dream is a sad dream because at the end of the day, that dream is only going to take them to hell, to the condemnation to death, it is really, really difficult to be on the entertainment and have a strong foundations of your faith. I'm not saying that, isn't, that it's impossible, but it's really hard. And when we put our kids towards that, that is something that I definitely would not recommend. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I saw that... No, I was just going to say, I mean, that's, that's, that's really, really difficult because, you know, there, there are, it can, you can, you can be a blessing in that industry, but that's really, it's a fine line, I would mm -hmm. say. But, you know, for, for, for example, these like Christian movies or Christian shows that are, you know, coming out, they're starting to come out with a bunch of new Christian shows and movies and whatnot. You know, and lots of them have been, you know, a huge blessing to people that have watched it and everything. And, you know, in a sense, they're in that industry. But um, and I don't know too much about how the Christian 
entertainment industry is in that sense with like their mo- their movies and their actors and all that stuff but you know it can it can be really tricky and and that's it's gonna take a lot of prayer a lot of guidance asking for guidance and um because getting into that is is um it can be a slippery slope and that's especially if you are already a mature Christian, that you have your strong foundations. If it's hard as a strong Christian, imagine how difficult it will be for a kid that doesn't have no foundations or his foundations are still growing up. Yeah, exactly. As I was like, wow, por agua. <laughs> In that sense, thanks to God, he was an older man. <laughs> yeah. But is not something that I personally would recommend. For those people that uh, would like to say, oh, I'm going to put my kid into commercials or into TV shows and stuff, I will say that's one of the biggest mistakes you can do because you are going to deliver your child into the hands of the devil. So be yeah. careful with that. Yeah. And uh, we get to know a little bit more about I, and we see that she has a desire, she has a passion to be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Even though there is this dark aspect of the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. I really like the passion that this girl had to do what she had. And uh, they show her that in uh, they show her that uh, there is one scene in which she's like all dark and gloomy and she's like, I don't want to be a... That was before she became an entertainer. And she's like, I don't want to be an entertainer. Uh, when they were recruiting her, I, yeah. I, I don't think I have what, I, what it means. And then when they told her, you can finally love someone and make somebody love you, she started gaining life, vitality, and she becomes more passionate about what she's doing. And that's when the stars in her eyes show up. Yeah. And that's something that I said, oh, wow, that is good as well. Because everybody needs something that we are passionate about. Now, if you ask me what is the main passion that we believers should have, is Christ. My friend, we must be passionate about Christ. We must be passionate about sharing the gospel. We must be passionate about talking to other people. We must be passionate about sharing with other believers. We must be passionate of serving the people. We must be passionate when we praise our Lord. We must be passionate with everything that we do in our lives. Even when I eat, when I pray, when I talk to my co-workers. Christianity is supposed to be something that we are passionate about. But that's something that sometimes we forget about. And we could start thinking, oh, it's just I don't feel comfortable in this place. Or I don't feel uh, that I'm doing my best on this place. Or I feel there are too many barriers. And we start making up excuses, little by little, excuses. But I, I, I will dare to say that that's a lie from the devil. That it's trying us to stop us to do what is most important for us. Yes. We have to be passionate about what we do, but our biggest passion must be in Christ. Our biggest passion must be to share the gospel to other people, even if they reject us. Our biggest passion should be to help others to get to know Christ, even if they will eventually leave us. Christ is so great. He's so beautiful. It's so awesome that it should fill our heart and we should desire to pour that love into everybody else. When I saw her passion towards what she was doing to the point that she will barely make any money, but she will still be there because she loved what she did. That's when I said, wow, I want to be as much as passionate as she is about entertainment, but for Christ, because that should be our main drive. I'm not going to church just because of these people, because the people from church are terrible. <laughs> they're sinners and they're going <laughs> to hate me and they're going to hate me and they're going to hurt me. But God, God, on the other hand, is perfect. And he's calling me to love these sinners. No matter what they do, no matter how they hurt me, no matter how 
difficult they treated me, no matter what other people do to us. Our focus must be on Christ. Our sight must be on Christ. If we do everything that we do to bring God's glory and honor, then everything will be fine. Then everything will be good because we are doing what is most important to us. I saw I and I felt, wow, <laughs> that is something that I want to have that passion and that drive. And that is something that I can really, really appreciate from at least what we have seen so far. Okay. So those are my four points. Now, what about you, Manny? What did you think about this anime? All right. Well, my reaction to Oshinoko. First of all, there there was a huge hype, humongous hype for this show. And, and, and this is one of those shows that it's kind of hard to find. Like, you won't find it on Netflix. You won't find it on Crunchyroll. You literally have to go, like, look and search for this. I, I ended up watching it on an app called High Dive, which I had never heard about before until I had to look up where I can watch Oshinoko. But, you know, I heard, uh, you know, I heard everywhere on social media that wherever they talk about anime, they're talking about Oshinoko. Oshinoko, oh my gosh, it's amazing, whatever. And it was like the ratings for this anime was incredible and this and that. So I had huge expectations. And then the first episode was an hour and a half. Wow. Bro, I loved it. It gave us so much content to talk about. <laughs> I really loved it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thrown off i was like oh my goodness it's an hour and a half so from from right off the bat i found it really interesting it covered very interesting topics and we already you know we talked about the whole topic of reincarnation and i agree with you completely on in that aspect and i did want to touch on the topic of like her being pregnant and young 16 and pregnant and I wanted to touch on it because, you know, there's, those are things that happen. You know, the, these things happen in the real world. You know, they're girls, 16, 17, you know, 15. I remember growing up in middle school, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. There were people that I knew in my class that were getting pregnant. Like, it was it was like a boom. Like I went from fifth grade to not knowing anything about girls or relationships or anything. And then I go to sixth, seventh, uh, sixth grade. And then there's, there's a girl in my bus that is pregnant. I'm like, what? It was mind blowing. It was incredible. So, um, so I just wanted to touch on that for a moment. And I think, you know, we need to establish that as believers, you know, we believe in, you know, sex within the marriage, within marriage, you know, and it's very important that we don't think otherwise or normalize the disobedience of this teaching because it's, it's biblical, it's from the scriptures, you know, but, you know, we live in a, in a fallen world, like we say a lot in this podcast, and we're going to keep saying it <laughs> because it's very true and very important to, you know, establish that. And, you know, things happen and in our weakness, you know, we, we do, you know, the wrong things. We, we do things the wrong way and, um, and we should always avoid these, but, you know, I want to touch on the fact like, okay, you, this, this happened, you know, this mistake happened after you did, you know, in this context, you did, you, you got in your, you got yourself into this situation you're now pregnant, about to have a baby. And we already touched on the whole subject of abortion. We don't believe in abortion. We are pro-life. And I believe it's important to establish that not only pro-life for the baby, but pro-life for the woman as well. If anything, I think, I think it's very important for 
for that woman to find a safe place and resources to be able to grow in a place where she can be accepted and with people that love her, the people that will love the baby. And I feel like the Lord will, will provide in those situations for us or for, for people in that situation. And I feel like that's an important lesson for us as believers. We, we all need to learn how to be pro-life for the woman too, how to be, how to be able to carry their burdens too, how to be there for them too. Not just, oh, just make sure that the baby lives and then let them do, let them be on their way. That's not how it should be. We should be proactively trying to help the women in this situation because it's not easy. And, you know, you and me as men, we don't know what, what it is to go through that and we won't. But I believe that we need to be merciful towards them so that they can see Christ in us, so that can, they can see mercy in us. And I believe, and I would say this to the women that are going through those, those situations, you know, after that's happened, after you've made the mistake, after you, you've, you know, you've done something that doesn't please the Lord, but whatever you do, don't run away from Christ. Whether you have a history of, you know, you grew up as a Christian and boom, this happened. And what is, what is your family going to think? Maybe your family is Christian too. And Oh my gosh, it's going to be an embarrassment and you, your friends are going to look like look at you like a whore now. But whatever you do, don't turn your back on Christ. Don't run away from Christ. I will even say that that's the moment when you need to trust in the Lord the most. Yes. Because it's true that many questions could arise. Oh, but that's going to be an additional mouth. Who's going to feed it? But then we have to trust in the Lord that he's going to provide for all the needs of the baby and for the needs of yourself. Oh, but what if the baby comes out sick? Well, isn't God a God that brings life? Isn't God a God that brings miracles and he can heal? Oh, but what if uh, I'm too young and I'm irresponsible and I don't know how to take care of the baby? Well, maybe God is using this situation to form some to make some character in you and to help you with that. Now, even though you are not alone, you have a family. That is the hope <laughs> that your family will have your back. But unfortunately, sometimes it's not, that's not the case. But even if your family is not with you and you know this money, when my family turned their back on me, the church did not. God did not. And he provided with people. To be there. No, I'm not saying that I got, I left a woman pregnant. That's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give some context on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was yeah. kicked out of my home when I was 21 years old, I think. Uh, not because I was a bad boy. Not because I was a, a drug addict. I was just kicked out because my family, my mom in specific, a uh, was going through a stage in which she was meeting a guy and that guy was not Christian. And I always said that he was not a good person. And uh, for that reason, uh, when the moment came, uh, I had to leave my home. When that happened, I had no family to turn to, but God was always there for me. God provided people who will take care of me and will help me to get into the adult life. Because uh, I was just 21 years old. I don't know what to do. I had a job, but I did not earn enough to pay a, a whole rent. So I found help. People got me on their houses for a while. Then I finally was able to pay for a room and I lived on that room and eventually kept growing as a man and God provided for all my needs. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. If God could provide for one of his children that was thrown out of his house, he will provide for someone even if he has a kid with him or with her. 
God will provide for you. There is no doubt about it. Now I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that it is not easy. I had to go through a difficult, a lot of difficulties <laughs> as I was going through that uh, path. But God was always my strength, and God guided me and helped me throughout that situation. And I'm pretty sure she's going to be able to do it with anybody else. Because that's how merciful, how great, and how wonderful our God is. Amen. If you're, you know, in a situation like that, don't run away from Christ. Don't run away from God. Go to him. There is forgiveness in him. And there is grace for the things that we've done. And, you know, with this anime you know, I saw Ai in her situation and, you know, she was very perky and, you know, pretty excited about, you know, the pregnancy and everything. But um, and even though it wasn't revealed exactly what happened or how it happened at the moment, you know, I I kind of felt bad for her, like in the sense of because it's really difficult. It's a really difficult situation, you know, that again, she might be. It was like she was taking it pretty lightly, the whole situation. Um, but she was really positive. And I really admired that about her, that she was very optimistic. You know, she she had the manager telling her that, it, you know, this is crazy. This is a crazy idea, this and that. But she she just wanted, she just said, no, it's going to work out. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do this or I'll do that. But it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. And she was you know, excited to meet the baby or babies because they were twins. Um, well, we, I think, I think we can really admire that about her. And when we are in situations like that, we can put our faith in Christ and know that everything's going to be all right, that the Lord is going to take care of us, that we can trust in the Lord with the hardest situations that we're going through. And so, which is why, you know, I encourage anyone who can relate to this, go to Christ. He doesn't delight in sin, but he delights in mercy. A hundred percent. And when you come to him, he will show that to you. And uh, I wanted to say the same thing to the man involved in something like this, because yeah, the woman has the biggest burden, in my opinion, with this situation. But, you know, the man also has a burden in this situation too. And, you know, I would encourage you, if you're in a situation like this, you know, don't run away from this responsibility that is yours now. If you run away from this, it's going to haunt you one way or another. You're always going to remember this moment and you have to you have to work at making it a memory that shapes you for the better, not for the worse. Don't run away from may not. <laughs> Don't run away from this situation. You know, go to Christ. If you if you feel like you can't do it, go to him. Go. Let let him be your strength. Let God be your strength. And find a way to deal with this situation the best way possible. Because yes, it's a very difficult situation. But if you go to Christ, this can turn out for your good, for her good, and the baby's good. The best thing that you could do is stick around. Stick around and do the best that you can. And God will God will honor that in you. And, you know, when you see Christ and you seek to do the right thing, he will reward you in due time. And, you know, it could be, this could be the turning point to shape you into a real man. But, you know, let Christ be your refuge so that you may be able to do the same for the mother and the child. I would even say that also uh, you should seek help in your local church. And I've said this a couple of times and I'm not going to get tired of saying it. You need guidance as a man. You need somebody to, uh, to hold you accountable. You need somebody to teach you how to be a man. Mm -hmm. You can find that on your local church. So the church is going to play an important role in this decision. And the same thing for the woman. The woman is going to be shaped, is going to be helped by the church a lot. So if you are in this situation, you need to be on a local church. 
Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Because when when you do this by yourself, it's ten times harder. But it's so much harder. It's but when you have a community behind you, praying for you, helping you, and if they're doing their 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 job as you know believers of Christ correctly, you know they will will receive you with open arms and they will help you through it. They will help you through your weaknesses, through your burdens. That's what we're supposed to do. That's how we are supposed to receive people with with mercy, with open arms. They need you need help. May God put it in us to be able to receive well, to be well receivers of people that are in need of help. So moving on from that topic, I also wanted to touch on the topic from this anime of, you know, idols and celebrity, being a celebrity. And I really enjoy how this show is very open about it. And we kind of spoke about it a little bit, how they're very blunt. And, you know, they're trying to, I felt like the anime is trying to shed a light on, you know, a topic that's really huge in anime, like the whole otaku situation <laughs> that happens in a lot of anime, like, oh, you know, the the idols and which are basically celebrities. But, you know, even I thought it was funny how even the anime itself said, you know, I want to be an idol. You know, it's something that uh, people worship. And I was like, wow, <laughs> holy junk. But as as believers, we know from the scriptures that idols are an abomination to God. And, you know, I felt like this anime is basically showing us or shedding light as to why, you know, idols are things that are put up on a pedestal to worship, you know, and we need to be clear that being an idol to someone is not okay. Being a role model is different because we set an example, but it should never be to the point of worship where you trust that person with your soul more than God. And a lot of people fall into that. You know, some people even fall into idolizing themselves or their understanding of everything. So, you know, these people might say things like, oh, yeah, I know. I know I'm going to hell and I'll party there like there's no tomorrow. Party. Suffering is what you're going to do over there. Repent. That's, <laughs> that's the issue. No, like a lot of people don't take hell seriously. And, you know, this is you're basically saying your soul is more trusted in your own hands because you believe hell isn't a serious topic. But if you're not in Christ, hell should terrify you. It should terrify you. You probably cry when someone betrays you or hits you or abandons you. And you think you'll be you'll do okay in, a, in an eternal lake of fire? It's not realistic. So if you think like that, I plead with you. If you think like that, read about what Christ really is about. Don't go by your own understanding. Do the research. Find out for yourself why Christ is God in the flesh why he is the truth and the life, why he can be trusted, why everything that he says makes sense, it has credibility. Don't let your feelings of of hurt or disappointment or thinking that you need to be perfect to come to Christ keep you from securing your soul for all eternity. You need to shove those things away and do your own research, your real research, and you're going to find that there is credibility in the belief of Christ. So yeah, um, on that note, I'm, I'm in. I'm really enjoying the openness of the the openness of the show. I think that's probably my favorite part of the show. Because you know the whole, you know how how I describes herself as always lying to to get to happiness, and that really that part really got me to think. You know, she's trying to fake it till she makes it. Right. And I, and that made me think, should we take that as an example, like that whole faking it till we make it as Christians situation? I think this is kind of a tough subject because there are a lot of people who struggle with this. But I believe that we should find a safe place to talk about how we feel with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. 
I know that for many people, we can feel like the right path is right in front of us, but our hearts just don't align and we struggle between the two poles. But to keep but to keep it inside is going to make it so much harder to get through it. I think that when someone is lacking in passion for Christ, in heart for the scriptures, I think we need to be able to create a safe space for them to talk to us about that. Because there are people who find themselves in those situations where the truth is right in front of me. It's right here. But I just don't. I'm just not there. I don't, I don't, I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just not there for whatever reason, you know? And I feel like when there's that transparency, we can find people who will help us and pray with us. And as for the people who are trying to help for us, for example, if we're trying to help someone, I think it's important to carry the burdens of those people, not put a door in front of them to to shut them and say, you know, you just have to, you just have to believe the gospel and then just let them be. And then whatever God does with them is whatever God does with them. That's not how it should be. That's not carrying the burdens of the people of God. We have to learn to stop being shocked or offended or treat people like sinners when they confess their sins to us. I feel like we need to treat them as people that Christ has died for as sheep trying to find their way home, you know, being surf, being merciful and gracious to them, helping them in their walk, living life together. That's what real discipleship is. Not giving them, you know, a set of verses to read and rules to follow and see if, you know, by a miracle they show up to church on Sunday. I believe the Christian life is more impacting outside of the sermons. Hearing the word grows your faith, but without the application of that word, we're just hypocrites. We're nothing. Nothing without the application of the words that we receive. We must learn to be a refuge for the broken as Christ is and point them to Christ as their refuge. I want I wanted to I wanted to end with uh probably one of my favorite quotes from the show. And the quote is don't use the words set by hurt people to satisfy themselves as an excuse to hurt others. Can you repeat it? I, I, I didn't grasp it completely. <laughs> Don't use the words said by hurt people to satisfy themselves as an excuse to hurt others. So when you find yourself being hurt, by the words of what someone is saying just so that they can satisfy themselves. Don't use that as an excuse for you to hurt other people. It's like that saying, hurt people, hurt people. I don't know if you've heard that saying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this, this, this goes right into the whole topic of bullying, cyberbullying, and this and that. And I'm not going to get too into it we don't want to talk too much about the the ending of the first episode but sometimes we can treat the lives of celebrities uh, the lives of you know people that we feel like are you know people who have, have it all together and are on tv and this and that sometimes we can treat them treat their lives very lightly or if someone dies we treat it so lightly when god cares about every life God doesn't desire for anyone to perish, right? Like the scripture says, we should have that same feeling. We should have that same emotion that Christ has towards people. We should not ever desire that anyone perishes. And with that, we should be careful about the words that we speak, even including celebrities, because those are lives. Those are people humans just like us that make mistakes just like us it's just that ours is not on tv for everybody you see or on the news and this and that we have to be very careful about speaking about other people even if they're not celebrities or stuff like you know people at school gossip that's it's a sin first of all gossiping spreading rumors and saying lies and this and that but just we need to pray and ask God for grace. 
grace towards other people, grace towards people that we don't know. And I know that's that's really difficult, but I feel like what's important is that we try. Is that we really honestly try to get to that place. I also would like to say, because the anime does focus on the point of the celebrities. But even inside of your church, there are certain celebrities mm -hmm. that you have to be careful about. Yeah. And the first and most important celebrity is your pastor. And I've seen countless on, of times when the people is hyper judgmental with their pastor. Oh, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. Oh, he doesn't talk to me this way or, oh, he's looking at me this way. And sometimes it is just prejudice that they have towards them. Yeah. In my opinion, and this is communication 101. Number one, don't start gossiping. That's going to make things worse. That's a sin and that's going to hurt them more. Yeah. Number two, if you have something against them, talk to them. Right. Maybe that's an area that they are not watching and you could be an instrument by God to share some light on that area. Number three, do it with grace. Because in the anime, we see that uh, they call them cyber trolls and they say, oh, they're uh, messing her up uh, just because they want to. Don't be a real troll. <laughs> don't go treating the pastor or other people in the church lightly but be gentle with your words and compassionate about them because at the end of the day a pastor a deacon a leader it's a person that is working really hard so that we can be served on different areas and you don't know how many areas they are, they are working on that maybe that area it's a little bit darker to them that's yeah. why it's also really important for you to be careful and compassionate and i will say number five don't expect all the issues to be solved overnight that right. takes some time and maybe sometimes the ministries need more time to work on those areas at least talk to them and try to help if you feel like oh uh, there is For example, there is not a good translation on the church. The good has the church has the translation units, but they don't they don't have a, a good translation. Well, maybe that's an area that you can work on. Maybe that's an area where you can serve. That you can say, hey, is it okay if I help you out at least once a, a week? I mean, sorry. Mm -hmm. Well, it depends on the size of the church, but once a month <laughs> on the translation unit. Or maybe is it, oh, I feel like uh, our men's, our Jude, our English, our Spanish, our Greek uh, service is not as good. <laughs> well, maybe you can try to help, but don't go just saying things like, like that easily. Don't be part of the problem, but also be part of the solution. Put yourself on the disposition to help. Yeah. That's at least what I will say <laughs> to anybody that has an issue with somebody, go talk to them because that's how the conflicts are resolved. Right. Just to sum it up, I I enjoyed the anime. I really enjoyed it. Um, I saw it while I was a little half asleep, so I kind of, on the slow parts, it was like, oh, but, but honestly, it was, It was definitely worth it. I'm really excited. The ending was nuts. And I'm really excited for to continue to watch it. And would I say that it's living up to the hype? I don't I I I, I don't know what to say to that. Because it was really good, but listen, you have to watch it awake. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just had these crazy expectations. It was still really good, but but it is what it is. But I really enjoyed it. So I feel like there's a there's there's a lot 
that we can learn from this anime. Um, and it doesn't have doesn't look like it has anything too crazy at the moment. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing this anime with me, Manny. I wasn't too sure to watch it. I loved it so far. <laughs> But let's see what the story develops, what the story has. And I really hope that I can see some redemption. Uh, I hope I can see who the heck is the father of the two children. And I hope yeah. to see what happens with both of them. Because being quite honest, when I saw that... Uh, that uh, they had a new life. I was like, oh, the easiest thing for Aqua is to become a doctor. She already had the knowledge. But the anime took it on a whole different situation. So I really yeah. hope to see what happens. Yeah, that's really interesting. How huh? He has, I mean, his profession was doctor. Like, you think that that's what he would, you know, want to pursue. But I guess not. <laughs> Let's guess see. Not. <laughs> so... But yeah, well, that's it. That's our reaction episode for the anime Oshinoko. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, grace and peace. God bless. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the Autonomy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Adonime Podcast. Until next time, grace and peace. And my name is Emas. <laughs> okay, de nuevo, de nuevo. Ay, retro, come on. <laughs> this is going, this is going to the bloopers. <laughs> uh, sorry, love you, bro. <laughs> love you too. Dale, please. <laughs>